0: Welcome to day forty-seven of Shaped by the Word. I'm here with David Keith and Matt Kresge. For those of you who followed our calendar from the very beginning, this is your normal Friday crew. For those of you who started somewhere in the middle of all of this, this is your normal some other day crew. But it's always good to uh, read scripture with these guys and to share how you know God is revealing Himself to us, you know, through His scripture. We have come to the last week of Jesus' life, and this has been a very heavy passage. There have been moments of great intimacy with the disciples and great teaching. The crowds are in awe of who Jesus is, and yet the opposition is growing and becoming more and more intense. Jesus has just gone through you know, a trial before the Sanhedrin, uh, then a trial before Pilate, another trial before Herod, and then final trial before Pilate. And, of course, neither Pilate nor Herod, find anything in this man to accuse him or anything in this man deserving literally of any punishment, much less crucifixion. And yet you see the image that you know we talked about yesterday as a lamb before its shearers is silent. So Jesus walks to the cross, giving way to the Father's will, you know, let this cup pass from me nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will and the necessity of the cross on our behalf. So we begin in Luke chapter 23 and verse 26. As always, we pause before we read to offer ourselves and offer this moment to the Lord. David, do you mind leading us? No, I don't.
1: Let's do that. Father, as we turn now to your word, um, may you... um, renew and restore our hearts to see the beauty uh, of the crucifixion of jesus christ even though it is painful to read at times um, we know that it's through the cross of christ that we've received forgiveness and we thank you so much for your wonderful plan um, that was laid out before the foundations of the world that you knew um, what you would accomplish through your son and so may we now turn to your word may we fix our eyes on jesus and may we be in awe of what he has secured for us, and so Father, we thank you for your, your scriptures, and we ask that we would now um, see Christ and, and marvel
0: at his beauty. We pray this all in the name of Jesus, Amen. Uh, thank you, David. Luke chapter 23, verse 26. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also let out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said he saved others, let him save himself, if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. Soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, "'Save yourself.' There was written a notice above him which read this, "'This is the king of the Jews.' One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him, "'Aren't you the Messiah? "'Save yourself and us.' But the other criminal rebuked him. "'Don't you fear God,' he said, "'since you are under the same sentence? "'We are punished justly, "'for we are getting what our deeds deserve. "'But this man has done nothing wrong.' "'Then he said to Jesus, "'Remember me when you come into your kingdom.' Jesus answered him, "'Truly I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise.'" It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining. The curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, "'Father, into your hands I commit my spirit.'" When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, "'Surely this was a righteous man.'" When all the people who had gathered to witness the sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and they went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down wrapped it in a linen cloth and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes. But they rested on the Sabbath day in obedience to the commandment. Heavy pitcher, Of course, uh, one of the most moving scenes is usually you would have a criminal carry his own cross, but Jesus had already been flogged. He had already been in the garden you know, where the other gospel writers you know, describes him saying to the disciples, I have anxiety to the point of death or I'm anxious to the point of death or the, the sheer emotion of the moment you know, has over, overtaken me. And so they pull someone out of the crowd uh, and they put the cross on them. And Jesus is walking through, and there are women they are following them, weeping and, and wailing and pouring out their hearts. And Jesus turns to them and said, Don't weep for me, weep for yourselves. And, of course, that takes us back to the moment when he came into Jerusalem or looked mm-hmm. from the Mount of Olives before coming into Jerusalem and wept over the city. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if you'd only known the day mm-hmm. that brings you peace, but you would not have it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, of course, that is... Uh, the real lament that Jerusalem and the daughters of Jerusalem they had rejected their king. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other things that stand out as you read this passage? Deeply moving, heavy passage.
2: Mm-hmm. In the Obviously, the, the contrast that we see um, in, in this chapter, and really that we've been, I think we've seen throughout Luke so far, is the contrasting in response to the person of Jesus, who he is. You have... Um, right before this, the crowds you know shouting, "Crucify him! Crucify!" him. But yet you have the women who are following him and weeping. You know, behind him you have the two criminals with different responses. Um, you obviously have the Roman centurion offer up his response, and it's almost I think Luke's kind of you know way to just kind of ask us the question: What about you? you know, what is your response to Jesus? Because we see just these. I think even you know Israel's response. You get the tax collectors. You get you know, the Pharisees, you get the demons. I mean, we're seeing so many different responses. And here we are kind of in the the height of the moment as Jesus is being led to the cross and we're seeing a variety of responses.
0: And you're seeing, you know, those responses, you know, in unlikely places. Yeah. Uh, One, of course, being the response of the thief on the cross and the other being the response of the centurion, you know, standing at the foot of the cross and these are you know clearly you know two of the strongest responses to the person you know of Christ in, in, in the gospels mm-hmm. so you're right the contrast are, are deep and every contrast is an invitation yeah. you know to uh, to receive our king mm-hmm. and even
1: in the <clears throat> even in the contrast of response we see so many ironies laid out all throughout this passage especially as the people stood watching in, in verse 33 35 you know he saved others let him save himself if he is god's messiah the chosen one and so even in the mocking of jesus's inability to save himself there actually is the truth that he was saving others and that he had to give himself in order to save others so even the crowds um coming to him even the sign above him this is the king of the jews obviously he's king of the jews and even king of so much more um and so just a little bit of those touches that luke's given us here um that they're saying, save yourself and us. Well, he he does. Yeah. Um. And so, just those beautiful touches that we see after um, the resurrection.
0: He saves others by not saving himself. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, you know, you you alluded to, you know, the the sign that you know, was over the top written. We know from the other gospels, you know, in Greek and in uh, Latin as well. So, everyone could read it, you know, as well as Aramaic. Uh, that it, it was it was written in. And of course, that that is the you know, initial sermon. You know what you just pointed out. You know, this Jesus whom you crucified, God has made both Savior and Lord. So He is not you know just simply Savior. He's not even just simply Messiah, mm-hmm. but as you pointed out, Lord of all things, and mm-hmm. all things have been given to Him.
2: And I love the criminal's response in you know, verse forty, where he rebukes the other criminal. <laughs> Do you fear God? He said. Since you're under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong, and that's really been kind of the narrative since we entered into this week. Is what has Jesus done? Yeah, I mean, Pilate sitting there wrestling with Jesus, like, what are you going to respond? Are you going to say anything? I mean, these are the accusations you know made against you, and and of course you. I mean, you mentioned it like a, a sheep who is silent. You know, yeah. Jesus goes to the cross. He knows what must be done. And, and we saw it in the garden where he's praying, you know, there's another way, let it let it happen. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours, your will be done. And it seems like all along the way, just talking about these responses, people are seeing, you know, they're looking at, I, I think maybe this even kind of goes to our own hearts, but, you know, we're. I think we're so willing to get our own way at times that we're willing to do whatever it takes to get it. And here are the religious leaders yeah. of the day saying, "We want our will to be done, and so we will do whatever it takes to make to execute this." And
0: and, and that's actually you know that final line you know uh, where Luke is describing you know the trial before Pilate, and he was handed over to their will, mm. uh, and, and their will was to crucify him. Yeah. And it's a and there's a litany you know that you find you know beginning, uh, you know where David was pointing you know, pointing out in verse thirty four. You know, the soldiers are profiting from his clothes and dividing mm-hmm. his clothes, and the people are mocking him. The rulers are mocking him. The soldiers are mocking him. One of the thieves on the cross is mocking him. The thing that is astounding to me is the faith of the other thief. Mm-hmm. I mean, he obviously understands. I mean, you want to see repentance or you want to see, you know, godly sorrow for sin. He said, My penalty is just. Mm-hmm. Our deeds. This is where our deeds have gotten us, mm. and of course, that is the gospel. That's exactly where our deeds would get us too, because they're all as filthy rags, and we've all sinned, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so, one thing said and you know, the, the one thief. That's really ridiculous. If you're the Messiah, save yourself and us. Okay, I'll, I'll save myself. Why should I save you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is what is you? Why should I save you? You are criminals, getting justly what you deserve. But obviously he did provide you know for their sin and, and, and for our sin. And then the other criminal then you know, comes back and, and, and says, "Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. What incredible faith is that? Here's a guy hanging on the cross, a shred of humanity. And the thief looks over and he sees a king and has enough faith in him. To say, I want to be in your kingdom when you receive it. That that is astounding. Mm-hmm. That you could look at a crucified man and see a king, mm-hmm. and, and of course, that is faith that we can only have because of the work of God, yeah. Spirit in us, mm-hmm. and, and what an amazing thing! And how immediate is that salvation today? You have, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have, you have repentance, and you have faith. <laughs> and uh and you have today you're you're part of the family yeah. today you'll be with me in, in paradise or in God's in God's presence
2: well what a what a scandalous response because I mean he's a criminal hanging on the cross if no, you're Kevin. watching this you're thinking this is the kind of kingdom that, that's being ushered in that you know Jesus will look to the criminal on the cross next to him and say okay you'll be with me you know in a place where I mean it, you know, sin sh- should never be, and so how can this? How can this be? It's because Christ is dealing with this man's no, sin. There's
0: no doubt, and and of course, from the very beginning, we've we've said Luke has been a Luke, you know, a gospel to, to the outcast. You know, God has anointed me to preach the good news to the mm-hmm. poor, to set the captives, mm-hmm. you know, free, and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And this this is probably the final outcast. Well, I guess yeah. you, you know the final ultimate outcast you know the criminal on the cross with with no room you know to get his you know get his life together or get his act together and prove his repentance by his deeds it was very calling out yeah. now remarkable yeah. and that love Absolutely too, remarkable in
1: 34 just obviously jesus's heart but also you know the example he sets for us as he's hanging between these criminals wrongly convicted not deserving it he's still says father forgive them for they do not know what what they are doing and and we even see that carried on in in the early church especially as as stephen in in Acts seven you know is being stoned that he looks up and that's when jesus actually stands up which is incredible and he says you know do not hold this against them and and then paul would tell us you know forgive each other as christ has forgiven you and so just the pattern set here of of Jesus' heart towards those who are causing suffering and wrongdoing is is also our heart
0: then you have the Roman centurion, also yeah. remarkable. You know his, his statement of faith is not quite as definitive, you know, as uh, you know the thief on the cross. But he looks at Jesus, and again, a, a tattered shred of humanity, and he praises God, and he praises God because he has seen righteousness manifested right in front of yeah. his, his face, and, and the innocence, and the way that you know Jesus, uh, you know that Jesus died which is again a remarkable response right back to what you were pointing out earlier Matt you know every every negative response is a prelude to a positive response and of course these positive responses are the call of discipleship you know in in the book of Luke mm-hmm. and then you have one more one more character Joseph <laughs> good and upright man and he is looking for you know he too is looking looking for the kingdom Mm-hmm. and implied by that he too sees in Jesus a, a king But the king he receives as a dead body mm, yeah. and uh, that's a prelude for what is about to happen women follow him and see him lay them in the tomb how he laid them in the tomb the very details they prepare spices and then you have a pregnant Sabbath day mm-hmm. setting us up yeah. for Luke chapter 24 it should be fun to cover uh, on Monday Matt why don't you close us with a all word right. of prayer
2: yep. Father thank you for your word thank you for um, this time together as, as we behold your son in the glory of the cross um, Father forgive us for our sin that nailed Jesus to the cross forgive us for all the ways we continue to um, to sin against you and, and to maybe take take for granted the grace that we have in him um, God, we thank you for the reminder um, of, of the depth of the love that you have for us, the depth of grace that you have for us, and that we see it in all of these different responses. Whether it's um, grace given to the centurion, to the um, to the criminal on the cross, and to us, um, God, what, what a faithful reminder we have um, in your word. Pray as we um, as we continue to reflect on. Uh, Luke 23, that, that God, you would continue to use it to transform us as we as we behold your Son. Uh, thank you for time together in your Word. It's in Christ that we pray.